It's Christmas! So I thought that we had an unspoken agreement to always wear our Weasley jumpers in the Christmas episodes. Right. And the thing with unspoken agreement... The first year, we actually have video so they can see us in our cute matching jumpers. What the fuck do you do to me? Right. The thing with unspoken agreements is you should really speak them to check. We've done it every year, Hannah. That's not true. I've worn this to recording last year or the year before. Don't believe you. Didn't wear the wheezy jumper. Don't believe you. Thing number two, when we thought we were recording yesterday, I texted you a list of things I would bring. And although you postponed the recording, you didn't say bring your Weasley jumper. I just assumed and I also don't read your text messages. Hello and welcome to Goblet of Mulled Wine, a Goblet of Wine Christmas special. I'm Hannah. I'm Charlie and I'm very warm. That's because you're wearing a Weasley jumper. Shall I fucking take it off? No, it's festive. No, no, we won't look. We haven't even taken a cute thing that could be a thumbnail yet. What are you doing? The thumbnail can be me beating you to death with my Weasley jumper. You're saying you would have kept it on even if you were too hot if I wore mine? Yes! That's what friends are for. Matching jumpers. Me and Todd have... Me and Todd have matching jumpers, so... You know. You should have told me. I told you earlier I was bringing something festive to change into. You should have said, is it your Weasley jumper? I put green sparkles on there. Festive. Festive. We're two 20-somethings today not rereading our favourite childhood book, bastardising our favourite childhood book in the name of Christmas. So grab a glass of mulled wine and join us on this drunken festive journey. She's stropping. Oh my God, she's going to abuse the cat now. I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. That was out of tune. So very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. My mother will... This is abuse. This is... I'm calling the RSPCA. He's biting you. He was purring as I put it on. And if you won't match jumpers with me, someone has to. He's biting you. He's always biting me. This is what besties do. We wear matching jumpers. This is why he hates me, because you do mean (laughs) things to him when I'm here. This is a first mean thing I've done. He's to like, him. he also, you know, he was like purring and didn't put up any fuss when I put it on him. It's more because I've picked him up and made him come in the room with you that he's sure. Blame me. That's that's victim blaming. <laughs> the leap, the the height, the air he just got. So right? you're not going to be too warm in that jumper. Oh, How I'm can boiling. you wear that? It's touching your neck. You hate things that touch uh, your neck. Yeah, no, it's excruciating. I only put it on for the visual bit. Oh my god! How many jumpers can Charlie get through? <laughs> We're like four minutes into recording and you've stripped twice already. Hell yeah! Maybe you'll get another layer if you're lucky. Well, you've got festive earrings, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. I've done the whole <laughs> intro by myself, and I sung a one-woman rendition. Oh, of I heard. Unfortunately, outside. genuinely though, he genuinely doesn't mind it when I put it on him. I know the biting might seem different, but that was more the fact that he was chilling downstairs and I carried him upstairs to that bitch. Anyway, welcome to the... Don't, I don't know. Wine. I've lost track. I believe it's the fifth goblet of mulled wine, which we, is... That's half a century... Oh, no. Half a century of goblet mulled wine? Shall I check? Half a century of goblet of wine. 
No, but there's something about it being the Goblet of Mold Wine specials, which feels weirder. Hold on. I don't know. To me, it's... Hold on. Goblet the idea that we've been of... doing this for half a century. Goblet of Mold Wine. I think we both need to get laid. <sighs> wouldn't be opposed we don't net the problem is we do not name them but i believe 2022 was the fourth because we did our first one in 2018 making this the fifth goblet of mulled wine jesus Ugh. half a century no not a century a decade she's <laughs> a hundred years God, this is up there with the Rishi Rishi Sunak. You didn't notice. I said it four times and you didn't notice. Once, not only do I not read your texts, I also don't listen when you speak. I said it four times and you didn't notice. Half a decade of Goblet of Mold Wine. You'll be doing the edit for this. Every time I say century, could you please like quadruple zoom onto my face? Yes. Like really close up every time I say. But just get closer every time. Yeah, could you do that please? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that after five years, you're finally exposing yourself for being a fucking dumbass. No, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's five years of the drinking on this podcast have killed off most of the brain cells. Yes. Yes. That and like prolonged exposure to me. Turn. What? A bug in your hair. It's gotten there. Bug? What kind of bug? Only a little one. Little of what genre? Bugs don't bother me. It's fine. I'm just wondering. Dead little fly thing? I just brushed my hair. Must have been on your brush. Maybe it was Maybe it was on the jumper. It was on the floor. Mm. It was in my floor drobe. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway, half a decade later, welcome to Goblet of Mold Wine. Half of you won't be listening because half of you refuse to partake in listening, which Even means though... the ones of you that are listening are the good ones. Yes. Well done. Congratulations. You're our favourite. Good girl, boy, them. I now can't remember what it was, but I do remember <laughs> you once said something so funny in an episode where you were trying to say non-binary people and you just like, <laughs> you used the wrong tense or something and the way you did it was hilarious. My mum insists on calling them in-betweenies and she's like, I know it's not the PC term. But it, it should be. <laughs> it's just so funny. And I'm like, you know what? Admittedly, I do know that I'm not the one to give a free pass. I don't represent that community in any way, but I'm still giving the free pass in that it is really funny when she says it she says it with no malice and it's no the malice. funniest thing ever <laughs> she just yeah oh, what else does she do a similar thing with she's got like a different we have different names for a lot of things and it's very funny welcome to goblet of mulled wine it's christmas with us and mulled wine will we ever beat the heights of last year and this, all too bem this is when this mug doesn't work because it's got a little witch on, but in black. So you can't really... Well, I'll show you at the end when I've drunk this mulled wine. I've got Dobby as a free elf. Hannah forgot her mulling bags because she's a slut. So we're having to drink store-bought mulled wine? Mm. Lovely. Polly does not like mulled wine. Charlie, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not 100% sure I like it or whether I've just conditioned to enjoy it because I only have it at Christmas and I like Christmas. Yeah. I do agree. Like in that if it wasn't associated with Christmas, I would never drink it. Like I'm not like, what you know, I, but I'm I wouldn't like, I wouldn't probably reach for it. No, I but I love Christmas and I love the traditions of Christmas. So the first mulled wine of the season is exciting. When me and my mum make mulled wine together on Christmas Eve, that's exciting. Yeah. But Polly won't drink it. Right. And she's Polly's wrong. She invented being a wine mum. 
Polly ha- drinks boxed wine and calls it mummy's juice box. She does. Every now and then one of my friends will reference something that my parents have done. And I'm like, didn't know you knew that. Cool. <laughs> I know quite a lot about your parents. It is weird, actually. Out of all of our parents, we've hung out with mine. Like, no competition by far the most. They got the sickest house. Like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they like me. <laughs> no, Polly loves me. Polly... Polly loves Hannah because the first time Hannah ever came to visit, she threw up in a bush in a car park outside a really fancy pub. All of this is true. Dave isn't so sure on me because I shouted at him one time. They were playing Taskmaster. He kept cheating. Anyway, this year on Goblet of Mulled Wine, we will not be doing the fan fiction thing. And I'll tell you for why. It's because next Goblet of Mulled Wine will be the last... I say the last Goblet of Mulled Wine. It won't be because we'll still do festive specials, but like... It'll be the last Harry Potter Goblet of Mulled Wine. So we want to do the last one as the fan fiction one and we don't want to overdo it. So this year, we're adapting something we did the year before last where we made Love Actually into a film set at Hogwarts Mm -hmm. and we're doing that faster and with multiple Christmas films. Yes. And we were brainstorming what to do and I put a poll up on Instagram and then we decided to do this and then someone suggested that we do this. So shout out to that person. You snooze, you lose. Had you been a bit faster, you would have gotten a shout out by name, but you don't. Because we came up with it first. Yeah. Bitches. Yeah, so we've not really discussed or planned how When have we ever discussed or planned a Christmas special? Judah. All of our Christmas specials are come up with in 10 minutes and normally recorded around this time, around 11 o'clock at night. Several drinks deep. Yeah. Earlier, Hannah was like, what order are we recording? And I was like, you see the Christmas one last. Annoyingly though, I really feel like I've sobered up in the last episode because I was drinking quite shut, slowly. Shut, shut, Yeah, shut, we can shut, have a shot. Shut. We've got the last no, moonshine mm. one. Should we do a festive moonshine? No, because of my throat. You can do a shot, but... I'm not doing shots of my own. That means I have a problem. No, it's like I genuinely, I normally I absolutely would, but I'm, my throat already hurts. I can't add spirits to that. I feel very sober. Unlike our first Christmas special where we were so wanker, neither of us remember anything about it. Shot, 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 no. shot, shot, shot. Not I'll do like the honey whiskey one. I feel like that's relatively... Honey's good for your throat. Yeah. Do I have to go back downstairs <laughs> though? Yes. But I don't want to do it. Go get shot glasses. Get my <sighs> cute little shot glasses. I've already been made to do shots this week by my managing director. I am your managing director of the podcast. Hey, Toddy. Did you not like your jumper? Anyway. Bottoms up. This is going to hurt. <laughs> oh, God. Hmm. But how cute are the shot glasses? I, I don't think you meant the shot whiskey. That was horrible. The mulled wine feels nice now actually the mulled wine is helping my throat i think yeah right let's go what are we doing okay so we are both going to pick a film yeah we have 10 minutes to write like mashing it up with harry potter in whatever way we want sorry so just like outlining the summary basically with harry with harry potter included i think however we want like you can either like summarize it do a scene oh you can do a scene okay like try and do like a sparks note the entire thing a bit like the fanfic, like whatever you think works, we do. Okay. We've not planned this. Like when I decided that singing Bem's version of All Too Well instead of a fanfiction would exactly. be a great idea. Exactly. 
And uh, yeah, we have 10 minutes to do it. We can Google the plot because like, whilst I've seen all of these, like, you know, like Christmas Carol, I'd be like, what order does it happen in again? But yeah, okay. Do I say it now? Yeah. Wait, or no? Yes? What do you think? Yeah, say it now. Okay. I've got Die Hard. No! Did you have an idea already? No, I just love Die Hard. I'm so fine. What? I've got Elf. Okay, I'm glad you've got that one. I don't love Elf controversially. No, it's all right. I, I just don't. It's fine. Like I, it I, I yeah. There's a lot of hype. Right. Ooh. Hang on. Let me do Christmas tunes. Stop laughing. You're distracting me. I think mine's shit. That's okay. Some will be better than others. We, we, we we're done. Do you want to go first or shall I? I'll go first because I don't think mine's very good. Okay. But how? When you got the best source material ever? Well, you'll see. It's 15 years in the future after or after Deathly Hallows. Harry Potter is an overworked aura who has never really recaptured the glory days of being 17 and defeating the world's most evil man. And it happens. He married his high school sweetheart whose best moment of her life wasn't defeating an evil wizard at 17 who went on to become an extremely successful Quidditch player. Oh. 15 years of being married, of being with Harry who just kind of is overworked and tired and sick of his job. When she gets an offer to play for an international Quidditch team in America, she takes it and leaves and leaves Harry behind. She takes her three children and heads off to America to play as the top Quidditch player in Good the world. for her. Harry won't really accept that she's left. So at Christmas decides to follow her because magic of Christmas. He goes into the Quidditch training grounds, the Quidditch training tower, and they're chatting. They're trying to work things out. Ginny's like, Neh. but the building is seized by terrorists oh, led by I, none other I hate when that happens. than Harry's arch nemesis, Snape. Oh, I get it. Oh. Now Snape is Hans Gruber, but in a cloak. So it is both Snape and Hans Gruber. The accent, essentially. So we need the accent and the blonde hair, but a cloak. Yes. Snape didn't die during the war. Harry, obviously, takes it upon himself to stop Snape. Because he's a wizard cop. Because he's a wizard cop. And Harry, in a moment of being like, oh, I just, I've got to be so brave. I've got to save this whole building. Removes his shoes so that he can have a more difficult job catching Snape. Yes. By the way, Argyle, who drove him here, that's Stan Shumpike. Yes. Harry calls for some backup, saying there's terrorists, and the call is picked up by Colin Creevy, who has run away from the toxic wizarding world to become a cop in America. But he doesn't like how he was treated as a mugwall in the wizarding world. Harry Ellis, the idiot who gets killed in Die Hard, who's like, yeah, I know who he is. That's Zachariah Smith. He still gets killed. It's fine. <laughs> Harry is running around the building, causing fucking havoc with no shoes on. He's yeah. like having a day he's like he's reliving his glory days he's like whoa i'm gonna go down here i'm gonna shoot this person in the face woo, woo, woo. all the while Jenny's like loves murder all the while jenny's like i could just sort this out with like a conversation like yeah. what the fuck is he doing <laughs> colin creevy even realizes that harry is just trying to prove himself and relive his glory days so he just drives off he's just not interested in harry's bullshit harry is still whizzing around the office when snape realizes that harry and Ginny are still married and have kids together so he takes Ginny hostage mm -hmm. Ginny decides i've had enough of all of all these men bullshit and bat bogey hexes snape in the face and blasts him out a window harry meanwhile is crying in a corner because his feet have got caught by class and his old hurting <laughs> but yet still claims that he saved the day 
So Ginny runs off with the man she had started sleeping with since she moved to America, Victor Crumb. Woo! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That was good. Good. It was good. My turn. Once again, I had Elf. There are two disclaimers before I start. One, you would think Elf. Your your mind goes to Dobby. No. No. Because the key part of the plot is that the elf is not an elf. The second disclaimer is that in the course of writing this, I did have to Google the phrase, which is the sexy M&M, and I didn't use incognito mode, and I probably should have. It's the brown one. That's the green one. I thought it was the brown one. No, it's the green one. Oh, right. Voldemort's Child by Bellatrix. No! Immediately you've lost. Is raised by the Hogwarts house elves. There, she's raised by Winky and Dobby, who isn't dead unless you count being in a heterosexual relationship. In a drunken rage, Winky accidentally tells Delphi they're adopted and a human, not a house elf. Oh, did she not realised? Delphi goes to Dumbledore, who tells her her parents are Bellatrix and Voldemort, who is on the naughty list, in brackets. Not Santa's, Dumbledore's. He has a naughty list. Sounds kinky. Delphi travels to London to the top secret Death Eater headquarters in the M&M shop in Leicester Square. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't enter it for love nor money. Right? Right. Like, I can't explain why my brain went, where would... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyone that <laughs> lives in London would agree. Delphi, Delphi gets a job working in the M&M shop where she develops a romantic attraction to the green M&M. Delphi confronts Voldemort and a DNA test proves that he's her dad. Voldemort takes her home to Malfoy Manor where her behaviour, impulsively cleaning everything, annoys the family due to its perceived passive aggressiveness. Voldemort has an important meeting to overthrow Hogwarts but Delphi interrupts and me at the meeting and accuses Flitwick of being a house elf. Well, that is the scene. Because of this, Flitwick refuses to let the Death Eaters take over, which otherwise wouldn't have been a problem. Why was Flitwick on? Why? Flitwick! You know, McGonagall wasn't there. To He couldn't be bothered. Sure, sure. Dumbledore's hippogriff crashes into Hyde Park. It can't fly because it's hungry. <laughs> Voldemort realises his mistake and accepts Delphi. The crowd force feeds the hippogriff M&Ms until it can fly again. Yeah. That's special. Thank you. I like the force feeding M&Ms part especially. Thank you. I couldn't think what the Christmas spirit could be aside from M&Ms. That is the true meaning of Christmas. M&Ms. M&Ms. Again? Again, again. Okay, I get to pick first this time. I'll get them. No. Yay. What? Can I pick again? No, what'd you get? Because I got the Grinch and I feel like it's kind of a similar thing. I don't know. It's like, you know, outcast character, like trying to join a community that like he doesn't know anyone. That's your challenge. I don't want the challenge. I got the holiday. Nice. No, I'm picking again. Don't care. It's not fair. I also just don't like the Grinch as a film. Okay, better. I got Nativity. I love Nativity. What song for Christmas? That is one of our family's most quoted. Whenever Wait, any... what's that? Is that from Nativity? Yeah. Is that from? It might be like Nativity 2 or Nativity 3, but... Right, well, Nativity 2 is bad and Nativity 3 is a pile of dog shit, so... Sparkle, shine, planets gather around. Sparkle and shine. Let's make 
the, okay so it's from number two but the actual bit isn't on but when they're like pretending that they don't know about the song for christmas thing one of the children goes what song for christmas and literally whenever anyone in my family says like like i don't know like what mess in the kitchen it's like what song for christmas <laughs> you need to rewatch nativity too I mean, it has got David Tennant in it, and yet it's still bad. It, yeah, it's not as good as the first one, but at least it has David Tennant, not horrible what's-his-name. Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman's so good in the first one. I did learn today that he's a sack of shit, but... Yeah, he's horrible. I didn't know that, but he's so good in the first one. Yeah, but he just annoys me, so it's like, you know, but the bit it kind of evens wearing, out. The bit where he's wearing his glasses, and then, and then he gets the messages from the children, and then he pushes his glasses up because he's crying and to wipe... Yeah. Neil hates that that's basically my favourite Christmas film and I sob every time I watch it. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Can I have one minute of thinking time before writing time? Okay, yeah, because I'm going to have plot googling time. Oh, yeah. Although I do know the plot of the holiday off by heart. I mean, yeah. But it's like sometimes it's like the exact order, you know? Mm. I'm sorry, whoever writes the Wikipedia for these things... Iris Simpkin is still mad in love with her ex-boyfriend Jasper Bloom, despite the fact that he has cheated on her and is emotionally needy. Wow. Wow. I mean... Okay, I'm done. Okay, you go first. Todd's okay. like, don't do it, mum. Mum. What? He was looking at you like, perfect timing. We are perfect in every way. You done? Nope. Yep. Professor Lupin is tasked by Dumbledore to run Hogwarts annual Christmas talent competition. Oh, you're doing nativity. I forgot which one you were doing. Useless. To Professor Lupin. Great. Yes. Good times. He employs his nephew, half human, half goat, Poppy, to assist. Goat? Yeah. Because his brother is... What's his face? Aberthorpe. Lupin's brother is Aberthorpe. No, no, Dumbledore. Sorry, Dumbledore. Pay attention. Sorry, I got confused. Lupin hates Christmas after his boyfriend, Sirius, got thrown in jail after committing a massacre vaguely near Christmas. <laughs> Lupin runs into his old school foe, Snape, who is running the Pickfarts talent competition. <laughs> Lupin lies to Snape, telling him that Sirius is in a very famous band, the Hobgoblins, who would be performing in the talent contest. Poppy overhears and tells the whole of Hogwarts, and the lie starts to spiral out of control. Silly Poppy... Fudge offers Hogwarts the Quidditch World Cup stadium to perform in. The students of Hogwarts aren't very talented, but with the help of Poppy, they put together a semi-acceptable show. <laughs> Lupin goes to visit Sirius in Wizard Jail, asking him to come and perform. Sirius explains that he was never actually in the band and Lupin shouldn't believe everything he reads in the Quibbler. This is true. Dumbledore finds out about the lie and fires Lupin and Poppy. <gasps> no! Lupin yells at the goat man. When faced with the goat's disappointed face, he decides the show must go on. They break into the stadium and perform. Halfway through, Snape climbs onto the stage and tells everyone that the hobgoblins won't be performing. At that moment, Sirius and hundreds of other <laughs> escaped prisoners arrive via helicopter. Lupin and Sirius kiss as the escaped prisoners run amok murdering children. <laughs> The film ends with Lupin and Sirius decorating their home for Christmas. With the bodies of murdered children lying around? No, that was at the Quidditch Stadium. Okay, then. They didn't take the bodies with them. Okay, then. Did you like it? I loved it. I especially loved the confusion on who was a goat and the murdered <laughs> children. It was very festive. 
shall I come with my Please do, because my story is special and you're going to want to hear it. Oh no, it's not all too bad again, is it? <laughs> no, but let me see if I can remember the words without looking them up. Yeah. I don't remember the words. You didn't. I don't think you did anyway. I don't remember them. It's like there was something about Magnolia Crescent. Thing is, All Too Bem is a fake name. I never said All Too Bem in it. I was like, he remembered all too well. I think Bem left his scarf in the Weasley's house. And I think that Sarah Michelle Geller was there with a steak. And I think he was walking down Magnolia Crescent lost in a daze. Yeah, it was like, then walked into the Weasley's tent. The air was cold, but something about it felt like home. So how and he left his scarf there on Ron's bed. Thank you. All right, stop reliving your glory days. The holiday has told through the medium of Harry Potter. Hogwarts senses that their students are only marrying each other in creating an inbreeding problem in the UK Wizarding Society. That definitely wasn't there before. They decide to implement a seventh year exchange pro program with Bobaton School to expand the gene pool. Probably a good idea, but did they have to pick the French? Fleur comes from Beaubaton's to <gasps> Hogwarts. That was such a big yawn. Tired. Fleur comes from Beaubaton's to Hogwarts, while Hermione, although a bit younger, decides to go to Beaubaton's because she's been in love with Professor Flitwick for years and really needs to get over that. <laughs> Not Fleur Ron? No, Professor Flitwick. I don't know why. Okay. Fleur falls in love with Bill. They're both hot, and let's be honest, we all prefer the other storyline, and anyone that says they prefer that this storyline is just saying that because they're both beautiful. The emotional stakes are lower, and the character development are lower. You're lying if you prefer this storyline. Meanwhile, Hermione is in France and befriends an old European man living in an isolated weird room. Oh no! She's He's isolated, but he seems really knowledgeable and teaches her to harness her power and be confident. And she decides to help him like regain his strength and practice magic. No. Hermione, and, no. like She's just trying to like teach him how to walk again because he hasn't used his legs no. in a while. And he reminds her how clever she is and that she's the main character. Hermione's also starting to develop feelings for Victor Crumb. He's French now, don't worry about it. He makes up like silly little songs and he's really hot in a non-conventional way and it's so heartwarming you want to kill yourself. Back in England, again, it's just two hot people falling for each other. Stop lying to yourself if you think this is the better storyline out of the two. Yes, Bill is made a thousand times more sexy because he cares for his child siblings and they're cute, but that doesn't make them the better couple the other one is. It's an anniversary of the important day for the old European man and Hermione has been helping him regain his strength and learn to use magic again. And like it's this important anniversary, so it's time for that to happen. At the same time, Victor runs off to have a conversation with his ex and Hermione's pretty pissed about it. So Hermione and the old man break out of the weird room they're in. The weird room is actually a high security prison and the old man is grin. Hermione murders Crumb, enslaves the muggles, so everything well, the end. I knew it was coming and I was hoping, I was hoping for it. Not for Hermione's sake, but for the comedic value. You knew it was Grindelwald, I didn't hide that enough. 
I just, you said old European man. <laughs> you were like, and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> that can only be one guy. He was such a great guy. What about the murder? What murder? What murder? Which is your favorite couple in the holiday? I won't answer this. Answer it. It's obviously Cameron Diaz. You're wrong! Explain why. Explain your reasoning to the audience. Because the British girl is just wet and pathetic. She has character development. She's wet and... And then Jack Black's character is so, like, patronising. Like, him telling her, like, what films to watch. No, absolutely not. You are incorrect and you are being blinded by their hotness. Jack Black's hot. So hot in that film. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm sorry, like, I don't want two sappy, gross people falling in love. That's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about being drunk and horny and fucking a stranger that you met in a pub. I know that's not actually how they met, but, you know, they meet in a pub for the second time. No, Christmas is about they're making friends and then, he, and then she's learning how to be a more confident person and there is character development and he's learning to stand up for himself and they're making friends and they're doing cute, friendly activities together and then they realise that they like each other and it's so cute you want to die no i'm sorry christmas is about having a one night stand with jude law i mean i wish that's what christmas i'd be a lot more religious let me tell you <laughs> that's what the baby jesus wanted mm. right are we doing one more it's two minutes past midnight depends because you have to go and get up in the morning but also we could do another one let's do another one but let's limit it to five minutes <gasps> speed round speed round there's three left pick first are you gonna tell the room home alone a Christmas Prince. Excellent. I don't remember the plot. We can either it. Okay. Or you can pick again. Well, there's only one left. What's the plot of A Christmas Prince? I know it's about a prince. At Christmas. She's a journalist and she goes and she pretends to be a nanny. I don't remember this film. But you ticked it in the thing. I know, I've definitely seen it. I said tick once you remember. Wait, there's only a Wikipedia article for A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Oh no. There must be a plot summary somewhere. Or you can pick again. She's picking again. It's a Christmas Carol, specifically the Muppets one, which I know nothing about, but I do know a lot about a Christmas Carol. I'm doing a Christmas Carol. Excellent. It's much more festive. And we're seeing it on Monday. Okay, a couple of minutes thinking time. Would you like to lick the mold wine I spilt on my boob? No. You didn't that, even let me get close for the bit. That was the game of chicken ever. You didn't even let me get close for a bit. Because I know what you're like and I genuinely was like, there's a knot. Zero percent chance that she will do no, this. No, what I was going to do is lean into it, freak you out, and then go, somehow that's worse. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's hear. I set a timer this time. No! Mm -hmm. This is the story of Scrooge. Scrooge is Voldemort. Wow. I know it's original. Scrooge is a mean, uh, Voldemort's a mean man. He's a mean man and he's killing muggleborns and mm -hmm. nobody likes him apart from the Death Eaters and everyone thinks he's evil. So one day he's visited by, I didn't decide which ghost this is. It's the ghost of, I'm going to make this up on the spot. Who can Marley be? Mm. Ex-business partner, so it has to be Borgin, surely. It's Borgin. It's Borgin. He's visited by Borgin and Borgin says, I need to show you some things, otherwise you're going to die alone like I did. And Voldemort's like, fine. So that night, Voldemort is visited by the first of three ghosts. This is the ghost of Christmas past, which is described as both being young and old. So it's a mixture of baby Harry and adult Harry. It's really creepy. He takes Voldemort to the orphanage and shows him what a miserable upbringing he had. Harry realizes it's worse than his own upbringing. And it's like, yeah, this is a bit shit. Then he shows Voldemort his schooling years and Voldemort's a bully. 
And Voldemort's just like, yeah, my life was shit. Like, what do you want? I literally grew up in an orphanage in the, like, the 70s. I was abused. Like, what do you want? Then he gets visited by the Ghost of Christmas present, who is Dumbledore, because Dumbledore is the spirit of Christmas now. And it shows him the Weasleys being poor at Christmas. Voldemort doesn't really care. He says that people deserve to be. Then the Ghost of Christmas Future comes and it's the Bloody Baron because the Ghost of Christmas Future is silent and scary and that's the Bloody Baron. It shows Voldemort dying in the Hogwarts school hallway and just crumpling to the ground because Harry Potter kills him and then children kicking his corpse. Voldemort doesn't like that very much. So he decides, yeah, this is the vision that's going to change my behavior. So Voldemort decides that he doesn't want that future and decides to enter the muggle world and become a political minister. He does very well. He's Michael Gove. That's the end of the story. Excellent. Thank you. I feel like yours tonally goes with mine quite well. Does it? So I was thinking about Home Alone and I feel like there's a very obvious parallel with the Weasley family. They have too many children. Yes. You could have Ginny left alone at home. Sure. You know, that house is so chaotic and yeah. all of stuff like Fred and George's it. room would be an it would, excellent. I would love to see the Home Alone Weasley remake. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. But therefore I was like, it's too obvious. It's not funny. Okay. Like, and if I was going to write like a full on adaption, like fanfic, sure. Sure. I'd see it. I'd read but it. But I read decided. It. Write it for us. For the like, you know, Speed round had to be something else. The Potters are preparing to have Christmas in Paris, despite the fact that they're supposed to be on house arrest as Voldemort is hunting them. This sounds like something they would do. Lily and James leave, accidentally forgetting baby Harry, because let's face it, 20-year-olds probably shouldn't be having babies. Voldemort tries to break into the house to kill Harry, and being a baby, Harry is defenceless to stop him. Harry dies. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I think round two was our best round. Yes. Although I liked the bleak of these Christmas stories. Yes, it's like the more mulled wine we drank, the more depressed we got. Merry Christmas. Every time anyone says Merry Christmas, I hear the... What was that band called? You know. No. Merry Christmas. When he says it really weirdly performing. They had the condoms. JLS. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. I hear there's this like... I think it was back in the days of Vine. that when Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. And I don't know when it began, but me and one of the WhatsApp friend groups I'm in, the girls from home, every Christmas for the last 10 years, every Christmas morning, just send a series of six voice notes going, Merry Chrysler. And that's the only interaction we have on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's like peak cringe millennial humor. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But it is. I'm fine with it. That's how you keep adult friendships up. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we should do something festive let's flash them too many layers you'd have to like really slowly unbutton them. no they're fake Ta-da! to be fair this is a bodysuit so i'd have to do some major unbuttering in the crotch unbuttering area. unbuttoning but- would you like <laughs> us to assign someone to butter your muffin sorry but if i'm gonna flash you must butter my tits before make sure that they look as appetizing as possible but that it is that how we're wishing them a merry christmas i think that's how they expect us to i feel like i should have rewritten the poem towards the night before christmas in a harry potter thing that could have been fun i only just thought of that idea we'll do it next year merry christmas yeah and happy, happy new year